This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We're pleased to welcome Cynthia Freeland. She is the queen of data science for NFL Network. You can catch her with the cast and crew of thousands on game day morning on Sundays. They have a lot of fun and she always gets these really cool assignments where she interprets the trends that interprets what's happening on the field in these amazing analytical formulas. Just awesome how her brain works. Uh, and so it's always good to have Cynthia, but it feels like forever since we've had you on the air. So it's good that we're rectifying that situation. Well, let's start there with your trends and your ideas, your observations. Now we're through six weeks. We've seen enough at least a third of the season. So what are a few of the trends that stand out to you in that brain of yours, girl? <laughs> we have. I mean, I think it's it's funny because we've kind of seen like the first, like that usually it's like four weeks until sort of the data starts to become reliable and you kind of know what teams look like. It's really taken up like six weeks to kind of to kind of get there. So it's a little later. Maybe that has something to do with the fact that you know, we're not seeing as many people play in preseason as we have in the past. But I, I also think it's because we're kind of in this, like, defenses are now sort of catch up to the way offenses we're trying to play for the past two years. And we're, we're, we're seeing the defenses catch up. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that because I generally talk about how the first month is about teams settling into some type of consistent rhythm, and yet here mm-hmm. we are six weeks through and still have very few teams that are consistent week in and week out. It still feels like it's kind of spotty at times. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching different teams, right? Like, I mean, obviously the Bills had to deal with a bunch of injuries, but I feel like I've seen several different Bills teams even when they were fully, <laughs> like, fully staffed, right? And I've seen several different, like, the Eagles teams. And I've seen several different versions of the, you know, I will say that, you know, the, the Seahawks, they were missing both of their tackles. So that's maybe a thing. But, you know, you've just seen lots of different versions of the same teams. And the Bengals, I mean, who's been more bipolar than them, right? Like, right. they started so slow. And then now, last game against the Seahawks, their red zone defense was really on point. So, you know, you're like, well, what, what, what am I even looking at here? So now the data is starting to sort of regulate. That's interesting. Well, then who are the most <laughs> consistent teams, according to what you've seen with the numbers? The sad part is that, like, sometimes consistent means <laughs> not great. So <laughs> in, for fantasy, you always want to play running backs against the Broncos because four out of five weeks, it's just been an absolute nightmare for the Broncos' run defense. So, but the, But the reason is, in a lot of ways, the way that they're playing and they haven't adjusted yet. So 
that's the type of thing that has been consistent. Let's see. We'll be on the positive side, and I can't believe I'm saying this because <laughs> I'm from Michigan. So, like, we're we're born and bred to, like, think that the Lions are always going to lose. But the Lions have actually found ways to, you know, really get a run game going despite lots of injuries, including to David Montgomery. Like, I'm pretty sure Craig Reynolds will have a, a pretty significant use case in this next matchup. So, against the Ravens even. So, it's really O-lines have been consistent and Again, teams with consistent O-lines have consistently played better, right? Like, we didn't see the Eagles falter until they lost both their right guard, who's on IR, and then obviously their right tackle, Lane Johnson, who's like one of, if not the best in the business. He went out in that Jets game, and and you saw what happened. So that's the type of thing that, you know, I I would say O-lines are the thing I feel most comfortable with. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, well, that makes sense. And considering that running the ball and stopping the run are still too very important factors in being a winning football team. No matter how much the game gets reinvented, you still hear people say, if you can run the ball and stop the run, Mm -hmm. that's the key to being a success. All right, well, let's talk about the Lions because I'm pretty sure I saw you dress up your dog as a lion, and (laughs) I'm sure that was fun for him. At what point would you begin to believe that the team is legitimate and they're not going to let you down, Cynthia? I don't know. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game, like, in my life, at least not that I was, like, you know, able to, like, have, like, a a thought that wasn't, like, a whatever babies think, you know? I I will say, like, look, look, when I look at the data, I do all my data blind. So when it, like, for example, when my model spits out that the Lions are going to beat the Ravens this week, I'm, like, as a fan, I'm, like, oh, God, please don't, like, don't jinx it or whatever. But, you know, I, I think that their ability for their, you know, defense to really pick up the slack we will see what the defense if the defense is legit this week as opposed to weeks past where we it's clearly improved they're they're able to rush the passer a bit more they're able to stop the run pretty well way different from last year but is that enough I don't know or is that a function of who they played a little bit like we'll get a chance to really see this week I know that they are missing David Montgomery and last week didn't have Jameer Gibbs, but Jared Goff and his group of receivers have been really consistent and you're going to laugh at me and maybe yell too, but I started throwing Goff out there as an early, very early MVP candidate. Sorry. I like it. No, I like it. (laughs) Listen, I I really, first of all, I want him to succeed for a lot of reasons. One, like, I don't, like, he's such a nice person that it just felt like he was done dirty. You know, like, it felt like they were like, eh, you're just, like, not good enough. And as far as, like, you know, people we've interviewed or people we've met at the Combines and people we've studied and, for me, people that I've tracked since college, et cetera, like, Derek Goff is a really, like, he's, like, a kind person. So I I always like to see someone succeed. So I'm with you on that. If nothing else, you're definitely going to want to keep playing him in fantasy because he's really put out some good fantasy, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, there's six teams on a bye this week and there's a lot of injuries going on. Like, Derek Goff, you are totally playing in fantasy. Cynthia Freeland is with us from NFL Network, crunching numbers now six weeks in. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So the Lions have one of the best records in the NFL. So do the Dolphins at 5-1. and one. Please, Cynthia, how do the numbers explain the Dolphins? Well, first of all, speed is real. Like a lot of people <laughs> talk about, like, you know, like you hear things and people are like, yeah, like, what's the difference? You know, you know what? We always see it. I keep, they keep coming back to the combine, but, you know, you always see it at the combine. These guys run these blazing fast 40s, and then they're not always, like, they don't always work out in the league, right? Like, these guys are like, whoa, you're not first-round draft pick because you ran 428 or whatever. But 
the actual fact is that the guys who can translate that to the field, they have a massive advantage. Seven of the eight fastest next-gen stats ball carriers this season so far are all performances by the Dolphins offense. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is they've done a masterful job creating enough run game so that the, that, that the quick passes still work and the defenses aren't are tricked enough. Because what they're really doing is they're having to uh, throw, it's like 2.37 seconds. It's the second fastest in the NFL. And they're having to just, like, deal and get rid of the ball and then asking for yak. And, and it's working. And then they're having Raheem Mostert or whoever their running back is. Because, obviously, hmm. Devin Achan, who changed his name, Achan, he <laughs> was averaging, like, double digits. You don't average that for a whole season. But what they were doing was working. And it's also working for Raheem Mostert. So the the truth is, is they're really staggering the looks and they're, they're kind of like they're just out ahead. You're actually noticing now that some of the teams, some of the plays that they threw out there and put on tape, like in that 70 burger that they put up against the Broncos, other teams are copying those plays now. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike McDaniel clearly has some kind of creative, innovative mind in that. I mean, he's the, his... his mind is crazy. He's <laughs> my, <laughs> like in the best way possible. I say that as like if I could like just have a, a daily monologue of what he's doing, I would I would be all in. Like I'm like, please just tell me what you're saying. driving, like what he eats taking care of his daughter. Like, I think that there is like, I think there's like a running monologue of just like amazing stuff in there the entire time. Well, you know, he got distracted by a pair of white crisp shoes that a reporter was wearing at a press conference recently and just stopped to comment on them. So yes, it's like stream of consciousness. (laughs) Correct. Correct. I do actually think we hear a lot of it, but can you imagine if that's what he's willing to tell reporters, like what's going on in his actual head, if that's what he's saying to reporters. (laughs) Oh, I see a purple line. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's the best. Okay, so in that division, the Buffalo Bills have been the reigning champions for a few seasons, but they're facing a major challenge. They did get that victory over Miami, but we've seen the Bills' offense also at times, well, three quarters this past weekend go scoreless. Uh, what stands out about a team that you are very familiar with, having spent time with them the last few preseasons? A couple things. First, they you know it's never easy to lose, even if it's not on the same side of the ball, you lose two, three, actually, of your best players. They lose Tredavious White, and then the very next week, they lose, like, two guys in the middle. So, obviously, they need their safeties. They need, you know, they need Matt Milano, my BC friend. And then, of course, they have this defensive tackle, Daquan Jones, who's also awesome. So, you lose, like, a lot. You have It just changes things. It just does. And those are, like, like Matt Milano... Off-ball linebackers don't get enough love just in general because <laughs> we don't really know. Like they, they don't have – I think it's because like they they need a rebrand. Like they don't have a lot of good like stats, right? Like that you don't really see it. It's off, It's not often that you see like – maybe they get a couple sacks a year but not like, you know, double-digit sacks, something like that, right? Right. Like they need like a better – they need a better branding. Like, oh, like <laughs> this is a linebacker tackle or whatever. But Matt Milano is that guy. And Daquan Jones against the run specifically, like that guy is like super underrated. So – when I'm looking at like how they changed their thought process. And then I think they went over to, you know, to England a little bit late, which is, it doesn't seem to work out if you don't travel with more than 48 hours ahead of time. And it, it didn't work out, but then they came back and obviously, you know, it's a familiar opponent with Brian Dable. They, they know a lot about each other. They, you know, that's just, that always looks a little different. People are like, they should have blown them out. But like, I'm going to say asterisk there, like, Dable knows how to get in. Dable made Josh Allen who he is. <laughs> so clearly, when you make the machine, like Dr. Frankenstein, 
knows what to do with the monster, like more than anyone else. So that's how that works. The monster. I love that. Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network. You can see her on NFL Game Day morning on Sundays. It's a cast and crew of thousands, but she's unique with the data science. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Just out of curiosity, what would you think about flag football in the Olympics, Cynthia? I'm all in. I think like we sometimes forget because we see like regular football, like how hard that is for just to get it kind of going places. Like (laughs) my sister lives abroad, so they stay up late to watch it. But like flag can be, you can play that in recess. And not to say that, you know, I'm not diminishing how great of athletes they are, but like sometimes things are a bit more tangible when you can do them. So it's just a lot easier and a lot less you know, the level of effort in order to get people interested in like really loving flag is just so much lower than the bar for a regular tackle football. So I think that it, like, number one, it's great. And two, like, I hope it really opens like a huge doorway to women being able to have collegiate level flag football, more scholarship, getting some NIL money. Like I like meet some athletes and I think that it is incredibly athletic and it is a hard, it is still a hard sport despite the tackling. Maybe it takes off the way pickleball has for people who don't necessarily or can't necessarily play tennis, but this is a good option. See, here's my problem with pickleball. <laughs> I love pickleball, but I don't want to watch someone else play pickleball. I do not. Right? Nope. No. I like, I'll play. I want to watch people play flag football, though. But you have to remember, people across the world, like, they don't get to watch it as much as we do. And I think it's like, I'm like, you're going to like this one, I promise. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about, we mentioned a couple of the other the 5-1 and one teams. You talked about the Eagles not being as consistent. They don't seem to be the same team that they were when they went to the Super Bowl last year. Yes and no. Because remember, like until they went to the Super Bowl, it didn't look the way that it looks now. I think part of it is we've seen a number of injuries. For example, last week, Jalen Carter, their rookie defensive tackle, who's, mm-hmm. you know, really darn good, he wasn't playing. And that makes a big difference because this is a team that's really good at stopping the run, but it's going to be different without him there. They're used to him playing. They obviously Javon Hargrave is now a Niner went to it, went to the enemy, you know, like they're missing Mm -hmm. the pieces have to like figure, figure out some like new ways to get the old push that they had. They're getting there. They also have two new coordinators on offense and on defense. So it's not, it's not going to look the same right away, but I, you know, you look at some of the things going on and, and you see like, okay, one, obviously Devontae Smith, like a really good player, he's only been targeted like on 20% of plays, which is right. not a lot. You know, like usually a guy like him, you'd see at least like 27, 28. Like that's not a, that number doesn't feel right. And sure, A.J. Brown's like lighting things up, absolutely four games of 125 or more. Like that's great, but it's starting to become something where, you know, offenses or defenses rather know what that offense is, is made out of. But they have such a multiple attack. That it's, this is a really interesting game this weekend between the Eagles and the Dolphins because I would kind of say something the same about both. I trust both of their offenses way more than I trust either of their defenses, especially with how banged up the defense has been on the, in, the, in the back end for the Eagles. So, you know, Slay's banged up, et cetera. So that's where I'm like, hmm, interesting. That's what I'm. The, I, I, who who has the best? Who has the best plan to to get out of trouble from the other one's offense? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that the Eagles and they obviously can put up points, but the way they played to this juncture in the season, that they if it's a track meet, that they would be keeping up with the Dolphins. 
You know, it's funny you say that. We all saw that 70-point game, and then you see mm-hmm. the averages, and then you see what they do, like, last week. When they, but remember, they got down two touchdowns in order to have to come back from that. So I don't think they'd like to be in that situation. And, I, I mean, I would imagine, you know, it's it's a much – no, there's no shade here for, you know, the Panthers, but you can't let that happen when you play the Eagles. If you get down two touchdowns to the Eagles, it's – that's going to be a really hard deficit to overcome. So you're right, but part of the reason why they've had to have, other than that 70-point game, so much offense is their defense has been a bit suspect in certain areas. All right, so one more thing that I think is really fascinating. I know Anthony Richardson may not play the rest of the season, so his rookie campaign truncated a little bit. Frank Reich talks about how Bryce Young is really close. There are a lot of people who rave about what he's done so far. We know what C.J. Stroud has done. How do you evaluate rookie quarterbacks when a lot of times they're on really bad teams? Well, that's the problem, right? I mean, I think it's more interesting to – like, I don't think there's anything wrong – with Bryce Young. I think he has kind of what I would say is a a pretty normal trajectory. Like they, they haven't really asked him to do a lot. He's got, you know, not the fastest receivers. I mean, Adam Thielen has been a really great addition to the team, but they do not have a lot of speed and dynamic talent in terms of their wide receivers or tight ends. A lot of teams make that with a tight end. And I think that just what it really says to me is that C.J. Stroud, the fact that he's like top five in the NFL and completing downfield passes, which are 10 plus air yard passes, and he's had for many games, like four of his five old linemen haven't even been playing. Like the regular starters haven't been playing. And they've been done it, you know, largely without a, a reliable run game. Like I think it just says more about C.J. Stroud than it does about like, like, again, Bryce Young will be fine. Just give the guy a chance. But I think maybe we underestimated how fast C.J. Stroud could pick up this level of the game. Obviously, Gerard Johnson, who's his quarterback down there, was a was also a quarterback himself in the league and came from, you know, a, a, that type of, you know, they don't have the similar bodies at all, like Gerard Johnson's <laughs> much larger. But, but the point is, is, you know, sometimes you get a good teacher – and things really do actually come together quite quite well for you. Mm, I like the impact of Doug Peterson on Trevor Lawrence. Not that he for wasn't sure. already a great quarterback, and we know what he could do, but the fact that he had someone who spoke his language, it, it meant such a difference from year one to year two. 100%. I like that. Good stuff. I always learn something from you, Cynthia Freeland, always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can find Cynthia on Twitter and pictures of Gordy uh, at C Freeland. And she does the data science for NFL Network on game day morning on Sundays, which is a lot of fun. Uh, just good stuff in that brain that we like to pull out. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes, girl. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It's great talking to you. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.